everyone, it's Liv and you are listening to Life Chats with Liv B. This is episode 9 and it is my second episode that I have a guest. So today I am here with one of my best friends, Hannah. Hello. Hi. (laughs) We've been friends since high school. Mm -hmm. We've been friends for a while. We've been out of high school for a while. Like... Like too long. Like I feel like I don't I'm even, old now. I know. How many years has it been? I don't even know. Um, we graduated in 2012. 2012. Yeah. <laughs> We're not. We're like 24 We're years 24. old. Um, so Hannah is a registered dietitian and we actually went to the same university, but yeah. just in different programs. So today we wanted to do an episode on intuitive eating mm-hmm. and just like diet culture and just talking about how to have a good relationship with food. Because I get a lot of people asking me to talk about this because I kind of mentioned it in a few videos here and there and like talked about it in one of my podcast episodes. So I thought I would bring on an actual <laughs> dietitian who has a studied this. Expert. Yes, a food <laughs> expert. And Hannah also has an Instagram and a blog. And so I'll let you introduce yourself. All right. So hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. And yes, I am a registered dietitian. And I have a particular interest in um, non-diet nutrition or intuitive eating. So I, I do like to educate about nutrition and food and, you know, um, how we can nourish our bodies with food, but I do it in a very non-diet weight neutral way. And I kind of came to that after my own struggles with not, not necessarily dieting, but like food restriction Mm -hmm. and like a history of an eating disorder. So I think that's how a lot of people come to intuitive eating, but I think so, yeah. yeah, I came across it on Instagram. Like I was kind of in, not in like the throes of an eating disorder. We can talk about this a little later yeah. <laughs> if we need to, but, um, definitely in the throes of restriction and like over exercising and some people that I followed on Instagram started talking about their experiences mm-hmm. with restriction, food restriction and things like that. And that was like right when I was at the end of my dietetic internship or my training um, to be a dietitian. And it kind of inspired me to look more into intuitive eating and start adopting those practices. So it's definitely an area of interest in something that on my blog and on Instagram, I talk about a lot. I also work clinically as a dietitian. So in a hospital, um, seeing inpatients. So that's not somewhere that I get to practice (laughs) like intuitive eating, you know, teaching intuitive eating that often, but I do take again, a non-diet and try to take a more weight neutral approach in the hospital as well. Just to like stop really quick, can you define, it doesn't have to be like a, an actual definition, yeah. but what weight neutral is? Yeah. So basically when I say weight neutral, I mean that I don't take people's or clients or patients weight into account to their like state of health. Like, okay. you know, and if someone comes to see me and they say that they want to get healthy, like mm-hmm. for me, that does not mean weight loss. And we're right. not going to focus on like, you're. I'm not going to weigh you when you come in or I don't want to mm-hmm. know, like, I don't need you to update me on what your weight is. It doesn't matter what your weight is. We're going to focus on our eating practices and our relationship with food mm-hmm. and our lifestyle behaviors and stress and things like that. And that's so interesting because I think like just after being to a few different like naturopaths or nutritionists, Mm -hmm. one of the primary things they do is weigh you when you go in. And I think for a lot of people that can be like really off-putting and really scary. It's such a more gentle approach to go somewhere and not just like have a number be put on your chart next to your name. Gentle is actually like a principle of Mm -hmm. intuitive eating. It's like um, gentle nutrition, which means that like you're still like eating to nourish your body and, you know, for health, but you're not obsessing over it. And it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, there's no rules or things like that. Like you're, you're just looking at nutrition as a form of self-care. 
there. Yeah. Okay. So maybe do you want to share your story now or yeah. maybe just kind of like how, because I guess not everyone who goes into nutrition or dietetics, like wants to take this approach. Lots of people go at yeah. it from like, I will help you lose weight. Like yeah. I'm making like a 28 day plan for you, all this stuff. And like, yeah, I guess you came at it from this perspective because you have a past. Yeah. In history. Well, it's funny, actually, I like when I went into my nutrition degree, that's mm-hmm. what my like what I thought I would be really? doing is like helping people lose weight or because I like I didn't know any different. Like right. I was at that point, I like at 19 years old or whatever, where I like definitely associated weight and health and mm-hmm. had like a huge amount of like weight bias mm-hmm. and, um, and myself was like obsessed with weighing less. So my story, like actually I'll try to keep it short, <laughs> but it's a long, like it was like an eight year long kind of wow. journey, but I was in grade nine and like, I, I was so athletic. I played a lot of sports. I had never been like thin growing mm-hmm. up, like at any age, I had never been thin. I had like little like, you know, round cheeks yeah. and like a round belly at, at one point. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was like Same. a normal healthy kid. Yeah. Um, but when I was in grade nine, I was in a lot of sports and just like my teammates and my friends all seemed to be like scrawny. You know, we haven't, he didn't go through puberty yet or whatever. Yeah. We were just starting. And like, so they'd have like abs or like things yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. I didn't. And I was like, Oh God, like, like, you know, why am I like, why don't I look like them? I'm just as athletic that upset me. And it kind of took over and I started trying to learn about like nutrition to lose weight. I remember I started like reading labels and like looking at the fat and everything and the calories and everything. And I was 14 years old and like just started like obsessing about food and Anyway, so that's where it started and that lasted six months to a year and I like lost my period and all that stuff. I was like, I lost a lot of weight. I think I was like just on the borderline of like what we would consider underweight. Mm -hmm. And then I like went to high school. And so high school there was like drinking and like eating, you know, like drunk snacks and things like that. And so it kind of turned into more of like a binge and like restrict cycle. So like if I was like drinking with friends or whatever and then we'd eat like chips or something like late at night and I would like not be able to stop or things like that because I was so obsessed with food and like restriction and eating less that my mindset around food was just so out of whack it was just like it went from total restriction when I was uh, when it first started and then it went into kind of a a bit of a cycle had people tell me when I was in like grade nine and like really in the throes of restricting my food intake that like they thought I had lost a lot of weight and I wasn't eating much and Mm -hmm. like I might have a problem and my parents kind of addressed it but I was so sneaky and that's one thing about eating disorders that eating disorders are like so they make you so like sly and sneaky and like you will like hide it from anyone and anything um so yeah I kind of just hid all my like in grade nine and then in high school like my relationship relationship with food I just kind of was quiet about it I never really talked about it in my first year of university I played varsity soccer yeah and I didn't really have that much time to think about food I didn't really like think that much but I know that like disordered thoughts were still kind of floating around in my head and then in my second year of university I actually got cut from the varsity soccer team I remember when I got cut I was like oh like I need to do something to like keep myself busy or work out really hard and get really fit commit myself to looking like yeah like the best I can or like you know and that's actually the same year that I started taking nutrition in university Mm -hmm. too so just pairing those two things together like learning about nutrition and then commitment to myself to lose weight for some reason like I kind of felt that too like ever since I was younger it was just like it's not that you necessarily think 
you look bad, but it's just like you think it's normal to always be wanting to lose, lose weight, weight and get fitter. Yeah. And like I talked about in one of the episodes that I also felt just like it wasn't like an eating disorder and like I didn't really have super disordered eating habits, but it was just always in the back of my mind that like I had to get abs, like I had to look yes. better. And then that went along with just like restricting. Like in high school, I just like got very familiar with the feeling of being hungry because I would just like bring very small oh meals and God, be like, same. oh no, it's good to like be really hungry all the time. Like it's good to just eat yeah. less. And like those, I don't know why I thought that, but it just Me like either. got ingrained so yeah. much and it was just like seemed normal. I think it's just like society yeah. and just like, media and social media and things like that we are just so ingrained to think like that that like it's totally normal for everyone to want to lose weight yeah like like no matter what your weight you know you should not be happy with your weight you should always be trying to lose weight and that's just so ridiculous I remember just getting so tired of it like just Mm -hmm. like always being so worried about what I was eating and like making sure that I was working out hard and working out enough I remember I actually texted you I don't know if you remember this but I texted you when I was in Toronto doing my internship I told you that I was having like really bad digestive issues I do remember and like I was like I've been trying to work out really hard like do really intense workouts like five days a week yeah and it's I think that's what's affecting my digestion and I'm sure like that was part of it but it was also like my ridiculous relationship with food the constant like restricting my food intake and then if I ate something like remotely um, like indulgent or some sort of like fun food, like feeling so guilty and then being like, okay, I'll start again tomorrow. So then I would eat as much as it as I could. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that just affects your digestion oh, so much. So much. Yeah. yeah. So when I had that conversation with you, actually, I don't know if we talked about the scale at all, but I don't remember, but I, I remember like I had did. been weighing myself like yeah. pretty obsessively at that point too. And I remember saying like, I'm going to stop weighing myself. Yeah. And I did. And that was like the total like turnaround for me was like I put the scale under the bed like far under the bed so I couldn't reach it that was so freeing and from there it just kind of like like I said I found people on Instagram that were kind of had similar stories to me and it just kind of went from there and I kind of dove into learning about intuitive eating now literally I don't think about my weight I don't think about food you know other than like I do think about food I'm a dietitian but you know (laughs) I don't worry about it and make decisions based on caring for myself but other than that I just enjoy it I love that I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that but I think there's also so much disordered like ideas out there and like when people on social media who aren't like licensed professionals kind of talk about it I think like it can get really really messy messy (laughs) and confusing which is why I don't like to just like talk about nutrition on my own yeah and I think that um intuitive eating too is like I was saying this to you earlier like it's like a thing now you know it's kind of trendy Mm -hmm. and like um so everyone's kind of talking about it Mm -hmm. even people who aren't really embracing the intuitive eating like principles or like what it's actually about I think some people hear intuitive eating and they know kind of like maybe a few things and then they're like oh listen to your body but like you can tell still by their posts and the way they talk you're like I don't think you still kind of diety yeah 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 and I think like diet culture is so prevalent on Instagram but they're masked by like quote-unquote healthy yeah or like wellness yeah Yeah. and there's so many people who I used to follow back kind of when Instagram was just starting who would like do juice fasts and that now they do like water fasts and like all these things that still promote yeah. like restriction and yet I think, they talk about how their their relationship with yeah. food is like healed yeah and, and like, like they're healing their body from like things and like they're healing their relationship with themselves but it's like the things that they're doing seem very diet like even if it's not 
in the pursuit of weight loss. Yeah. It's like if it's there's any sort of like restriction or rules or mm-hmm. things like that, it's pretty diety. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have to be the pursuit of weight loss to mm-hmm. be restrictive or to be um, diet culture. Clean eating, like, yeah. you know, being so afraid of processed foods yeah. or things like that. Um, just putting labels on things and like having rules is that that's not intuitive eating. So I think maybe like that's kind of a good segue into because there is like the people who developed the, I guess, like the idea idea of intuitive yeah. eating like i mean yeah, it's, the concept yeah, yeah like the the people who kind of like put a name on it they have like actual principles and like yeah. that's how they kind of teach people about unlearning yeah. diet culture yeah, I exactly guess. yeah um and hannah has the book here yeah so it started <laughs> with a book um so the book is called intuitive eating and it's by evelyn tribley and elise resh and they're both actually dietitians essentially like the book it says right in the cover make peace with food free yourself from chronic dieting forever and rediscover the pleasures of eating and that's essentially like why intuitive eating is mm-hmm. there are um 10 principles and like there's no real rules like although yeah. there's principles there's no rules i won't read them all off but like there's ones like rejecting the diet mentality so just like you know thought little diet thoughts that you have in your head like i shouldn't eat after whatever time yeah. in the evening or i have to go so many hours without eating at night or things yeah. like that like rejecting those things and getting mm-hmm. rid of rules like that and then honoring your hunger so that's like allowing yourself to eat when you're hungry coping with your emotions without using food but it's not a rule that you can't emotionally eat yeah yeah it's not like if you're sad like don't eat cake yeah <laughs> it's just like being mindful of it and recognizing right. that you know you're feeling sad and you're going to eat ice cream and that's totally okay like a fine balance i feel exactly like, like that yeah. one might kind of trip some people up because it does like, it tripped me up too when yeah. i first read it there's one instagram account that uh, she did a really nice post about emotional eating it even be in the intuitive eating book i can't remember but yeah. you have a coping like toolkit you're making a mindful choice which tool you're going to use when you're upset okay. so food that's can cool. be a tool or yeah. like exercise can be a tool making sure that you're choosing one you know a tool and you're using it mindfully and you you recognize it and there's no guilt associated with it so i think that that's kind of neat i love um, that yeah i'm just thinking i feel like my toolkit is like crying yeah talking to someone meditating exercise kind of but like going for a walk like yeah, getting outside yeah. and then baking start to finish like bake something yeah. and that is like how I cope with yeah. like anytime I'm emotional I yeah. love baking cookies yeah and like obviously eating them <laughs> yeah and I just want to mention as well getting pleasure out of food too yeah. like it's eating for pleasure and allowing yourself to do that also recognizing that like there's no perfect way of eating so that also yeah. means that sometimes in your life there's something really stressful like you have a sick loved one or loved yeah. one or something like that like Thinking about food goes out the window. I hear a lot of stories about people who had disordered relationships with food. If they had a loved one who was sick and they had to be at the hospital, they would stress so much about when they were going to like exercise yeah. next or what they were going to eat next. Yeah. And I think that's why things, they're called eating disorders because it is a disorder to be thinking about food when like someone you love is really sick yeah. it's called a disorder for a reason yeah. because it's a psychological thing yeah exactly yeah so if you guys are interested in picking up the book and like looking through all the yeah i definitely recommend it yeah um mm. it totally like i know so many people who change their relationship with food for the better after reading it yeah um, so i definitely recommend it whenever someone asks me how to start um on an intuitive eating journey or how to heal their relationship with food always like one of my recommendations is to read the book and i definitely found like intuitive eating and just like getting off that kind of like diety mentality like through talking to you and like mm-hmm. through researching it myself but what would be maybe like 
three tips or like three, I guess, like principles that you could tell someone who want to have a better relationship with food? Yeah, I mean, I would say that like you have to get rid of rules. Like that's kind of one of the first things. Like if you have these silly, um, not silly, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like ingrained. Yeah, yeah, rules like ingrained in your brain that like for some reason you can't eat like sweets after lunch or something like that. You have to eat breakfast 30 minutes after waking up. You have to get rid of rules. My next one would be purge your social media Mm -hmm. um, and then follow accounts that promote, you know, healthier relationships with food. Um, That's huge. It's huge. If I ever come across posts now on social media that are like promoting restriction or like promoting things that I don't agree with anymore, it affects you so much. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had to do that. Following diety accounts where people are doing like sugar detoxes yeah or like like weigh-ins yeah yeah. oh gosh yeah just anything like that or cleanses or yeah celery juice I'm sorry (laughs) 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 like I think that definitely a purge and just taking a look at you know what you're consuming and making a conscious decision about that is Mm -hmm. important and then I'm trying to think of a third tip here but oh if you weigh yourself get rid of your scale yeah. it was like the best thing I ever did for yeah, myself me too. I like had this crazy weight in my brain that for some yeah. reason I thought I needed to be and I think everyone has that yeah. it's, whether it's BMI mm-hmm. or like um there's this I- ideal body weight calculation that I have it in one of my clinical like nutrition books and it is so whack really like, I don't even remember what it is but it's like based on your height like you start at a certain amount of pounds mm-hmm. and then like, so for every foot, you should be this many pounds. Okay. And then it's like for every inch above five feet or something like that, it's like you should add so many more pounds. Yeah. I'm five foot three. Yeah. Like the weight that it tells me I should be, I will never in my, like at this age, like maybe when I was like 13, you know yeah. what I mean? But at 24 years old, I will never be that weight. Yeah. Never in my life. I have to starve myself. So that's something else too is I talked a little bit about this on Um, national eating disorders awareness week but it does not matter like your size or um, you know what you look like or your weight like you you can be experiencing an eating disorder or disorder yeah people are just so conditioned to think that like you you should be able to tell like if someone's really really skinny they're anorexic or whatever and it's like anorexia can show up in anyone anybody yeah Yeah. anybody type yeah yeah Yeah. that's so important to note women like i think especially might be like super restrictive and might technically have anorexia but because maybe they don't look super like way thinner than they used to like people wouldn't say anything or that was like my experience when i was 14 i didn't look emaciated but i definitely had issues yeah and yeah. especially if you lost your period yeah like it's very yeah. clear that you had yeah but I didn't tell anyone that yeah it's so secretive yeah yeah <laughs> what you said kind of like your third point at the end yeah like you can't tell someone's health by the way they mm-hmm. look there are so many factors that go into health i saw something on social media actually the other day and it was it was from a dietitian and it was that there is not one health condition in the world that only people in larger bodies experience. So that that was really interesting to read. Um, and it's true. I won't get too much into this, but mm-hmm. the stigma associated with being in a larger body, just having more weight on your body is more detrimental to people's health than actually being the size that they are. The stigma that they get from their doctors and not wanting to go to the doctor or just from society and not being able to feel respected or respect themselves or just the pressure to diet and that can skew their relationship with food. And um, so that all has a worse impact on health than, than being in a larger body. When I heard that, like when we talked about this, I think it was a few months ago when we were like talking to Pat about (laughs) it that time. My boyfriend and I had a large (laughs) argument about this. It stuck with me and I was like, wow, that's, 
super yeah. powerful. Yeah. You just like take a whole other approach to taking care of yourself and health because you're not yeah. weight focused anymore. Like you're just, you're really caring for yourself, like mm-hmm. in your, not just your physical health, but your mental health. And like everyone that, that I know and myself included, that's like struggled with disordered eating that now has found intuitive eating and like food freedom can attest to like how much healthier you are when you improve your relationship with food. Yes. And like you, yeah, like I definitely eat more, you know, fun foods like yeah. chips or like chocolate or whatever. But like I'm so much healthier yeah. because I'm like my mental health is so much clearer. I exercise because it feels good. I love what you said at the beginning about eating and exercising out of self-care. Yeah. Because like obviously exercising is taking care of yourself, yeah. eating well, whatever yeah. that is for yeah. you is taking care of yourself. And something that I talked about in one of my episodes was that a lot of people loved was I talked about like body foods and soul foods and that's just mm. it's kind of like fun foods and exactly like no, whatever, it's the same but thing yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and I talked about how sometimes I can eat like a stir fry and feel like so healthy so good and then other times I can literally eat like a pizza and uh, cookies and feel Still feel good so good yeah I remember you saying yeah. that and I was like yes like I I totally get that I think it's a lot a mental thing Absolutely. like if you had a bad relationship with food and you ate pizza and cookies the mental guilt that you might feel far outweighs any yeah. like negative side effects well and we talked about that before too with digestion like it's so it's like a large part of it is mental as well like if you convince yourself that you can't eat gluten and you're so worried about eating gluten because someone told you it's unhealthy or someone told you that like a lot of people have gluten intolerance or whatever and you're scared to eat gluten and then you eat it like there's a good chance you'll have some sort of like digestive reaction to it because you're so stressed yeah Yeah. (laughs) but when you stop stressing about food and things like that honestly like everything improves like digestion and like mental health and literally your life will improve so much and that's not to say that food intolerances don't exist no they absolutely exist they absolutely (laughs) do but also what exists is thinking that you shouldn't eat certain food groups or certain things Mm -hmm. because of what you might see online and convincing yourself that those things make you feel bad or whatever if you find that like you improve your relationship with food and then you eat those things and you don't feel bad then it's like maybe i'm not intolerant to like insert food here and one other thing i wanted to note is that a lot of times i don't know a lot of people um seem to think this that like with the non-diet or intuitive eating community Mm -hmm. that like Um, nutrition is totally like thrown out the window Mm. and that's absolutely not true at all. There's a principle of intuitive intuitive eating that is gentle nutrition and it's just changing the way that you're looking at food. You know, you're not looking at it as a rule or a restriction or a way to alter your body size or things like that, but it's a way to literally like nourish yourself and make Mm -hmm. yourself feel good and take care of yourself. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I feel like sometimes people think intuitive eating is like, there's no place for like wanting to improve your health, but that's not the case at all. Yeah. You're allowed to care about your health when you reject diet culture. You're still allowed to care about your health. Yeah. You should care about your health, but it's just not upset, like turning it into an obsession. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was really good chat. If people want to find you okay. and want to find all your things online, yeah. Plug so it all. you can find me on Instagram at Hannah McGee, H A N N A H M A G E E underscore R D. Same on Twitter. And then my blog is just www.hannamcgeerd.com. But if you guys want to learn more about being gentle with yourself and like eating as a form of self-care, 
um, follow Hannah because she is very educational in her posts. She thank posts you. lots of good stuff. Okay, so thank you guys so much for wa- watching. Thank you Thanks so for much watching. for listening. <laughs> you can't see us right now, which is good because I'm uh, in like same, dirty clothes. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope that this is helpful and I would love if you like the episode, if you could leave a rating or a review on iTunes. And um, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.